morning, everyone. Um, the first reading is from Psalm 121, uh, a song of ascents. I lift my eyes towards the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. Your protector will not slumber. Indeed, the protector of Israel does not slumber or sleep. The Lord protects you. The Lord is a shelter by your side. The sun will not strike you by day or the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all harm. He will protect your life. The Lord will protect your coming and going, both now and forever. The second reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 15. The model prayer. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honoured as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their offences, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offences. Thank you. Thanks so much for reading. Uh, yes, it's already been mentioned a couple of times. We've come to the end of our little mini-series looking through the Lord's Prayer. Actually, we've been looking at kingdom priorities through the lens of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a great, and I keep saying this at the start of every talk as well, sorry about that, I'm repeating myself, but uh, the Lord's Prayer is a great um, kingdom priority prayer uh, because it commences and starts with God and his sovereignty, God and his character, God and his name, God and his kingdom, God and his will, before it even starts to look at us and what we might need. Uh, so yeah, we've been looking at uh, all of these things and I've, I've, got, I've had four sort of ideas as we've been looking through. Kingdom privilege, the great access that we have as we come and call God Father. It's a great privilege that we have, that we can come to the Lord and King and Creator of the universe to speak to Him as Father. And uh, we also have, we've also seen the preeminence of God, His kingdom and His will. And uh, last week we looked at kingdom provision from the most basic of our, of our temporary physical needs to the most significant of our eternal spiritual needs. From the bread that we need for each day to the forgiveness of sins that we need for eternity. And today we're looking at kingdom protection. That's our focus for today. And seeking God's help and protection as our heavenly father. Uh, because we need it. Now, my thought was that if I remember, then that's a big caveat, if I remember, I might get us to read these verses out loud uh, through, through our masks, uh, that not, not the reference, not the heading, but just the verse. Is that okay? This is the verse we're looking at. Let's read it together. And do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. 
Okay, so we're looking at kingdom protection uh, today. Firstly, let's just have a look at do not uh, bring us into temptation. Now, the idea of temptation, or it's do not allow us or do not permit us to be tempted uh, into sin, but deliver us from it. Now, temptation can refer to either enticement into sin or enticement away from the Lord, or it can mean a time of trial or testing. But whether you debate about whether it's a trial or testing that takes us away from God or enticement that takes us away from God, the, 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 both the effects are the same. And that is, we ask God that we would not be taken from him, that we would hold close to him, that we would be delivered from whatever it is that might take us away from him, be it either pain or pleasure. And that's really what's been suggested and, and requested here in this prayer. In fact, it's a natural flow on. This request is a natural flow on from what we've already prayed in this prayer, where we've addressed God as our Father, where we've sought his kingdom and his will to be done, our desire to, 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 uh, to, to receive his provision, the forgiveness of sins, humility before him. And it's a natural flow on that, that our desire, therefore, would be that we would stay close to the one who is our heavenly Father, close to the one who, who is sovereign, close to the one who is our great provider, that we would not sort of be enticed away to seek other things. In reality, this prayer is saying that we, being aware of our own weakness, that we ask our Heavenly Father to lead us away from all things that will take us from him, that we would be wise in our living, that we would be strengthened in our resolve to hold to him, that we would be neither so crushed by our adversities or enticed by the pleasures that come our way, that, but rather that we would be led in his ways and, and, and do things and continue to do things that please him and that we would be protected by and kept by his grace. Lead us not into temptation, bring us not into temptation. Uh, but uh, uh, the other part of the prayer is, is that we would be delivered from the evil one, that we would be delivered from the evil one. It could be deliver us from evil, uh, it could be deliver us from the evil one. And you could get into debate over whether which is, which is more correct. But really, at the end of the day, it, it makes no difference because we're asking the Lord to keep us holy to him and not be going off following, serving either evil, the world, the sin, the devil, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life or whatever it might happen to be or Satan himself. Because the danger can come from any and all of those and even more. It can come from, from all of the, the lusts of the flesh, the pride of life, as I've mentioned. It can come from the world. It can come from Satan himself. It can come from within, from our own sinful nature, from the flesh. So we acknowledge our weaknesses. We acknowledge our weaknesses and we ask God for his help, for his protection. And so we pray, lead us, do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The prayer might go along the lines of this, and I often pray this type of way myself. Lord, I am weak and I need your help. I don't know if you pray that very often, but I do. Uh, I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. It's an old country and western sort of hymn. 
Uh, it shows my age more than anything else. But uh, it's a great prayer. I'm weak. You're strong. Spare me from exposure to situations in which I will struggle. That's another sort of form of this prayer. Heavenly Father, give me aid, your help, and deliver me either through trials that might cause me to be hardened against you or enticements that might cause me to walk away from you. Heavenly Father, where there is opportunity to do wrong, take away the desire. And where there's desire to do wrong, Heavenly Father, take away the opportunity. Keep me, deliver me, protect me, guard me as one of your children. That's what this prayer is asking. And kingdom priorities means that we will ask these things of our Heavenly Father. Because his kingdom should be our priority as his children. He is the king. So will we humbly come before him and seek his protection? A couple of brief points to make about temptation before I want to look at some practical steps that we can take. Temptation in and of itself is not a sin. Jesus, of course, was tempted, yet, of course, he did not sin. What, he did, what we do with the temptation is either going to be glorifying to God in holding to him or it's going to be sin leading us away from him but temptation in and of itself is not sin god does not tempt us uh, to sin or god does not tempt us into sin this is a, a verse from james okay let's uh, i've remembered this time let's read this when tempted oh, so let's read this together sorry you all got that wakey wakey when tempted no one should say god is tempting me for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. So God does not tempt us. Uh, we are tempted by our own evil desires, the desires that come from within. The problem of the heart, and that is our tendency towards rebellion against God and sin, is still with us even as God's children we're not in heaven yet. We're not perfected yet. We'll still struggle with this. God is at work in us and he is changing us, absolutely. But we will still continue to struggle with sin. But God is not the cause of the temptation in, uh, uh, here. We're not tempted by God. And we're not alone in being tempted. We're not alone in being tempted. Let's um, read these verses from 1 Corinthians 10. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. We're not alone in our temptations. Firstly, we're not alone in our temptations because everybody else has already been tempted and has been and is being tempted by the same things that you're being tempted with. Okay, so none of us can say, well, no one else knows, no one else understands. I'm, this is a particular case for me. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us that the temptations that we face are common to everyone. So we're not alone in them. Okay, so if that's any encouragement or discouragement to you, take it as it will. We're not alone. But we're not alone in temptation also because God is there with us to help us and aid us in that temptation. God is faithful. That's what these verses, this verse is saying. 
God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can stand. We're not alone in temptation because God is with us. Now, you might feel that you're at total breaking point in your temptation. Uh, the trial that might be, you might be going through or the enticement that might be upon you, whichever it is, you might feel you're at breaking point. And there have been many times when I've thought, how, how could this get any worse? And, and it does. But this is the promise here. God is faithful. He is with us in this. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can bear. He is there to aid. He is there to protect. He is there to guard. Now, I've been thinking about this. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I've been thinking about this prayer and what this verse is saying as well, uh, that God is not going to allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can bear. And, I've been, uh, and I came up with this. That the temptation, oh sorry, that's, uh, I'll come up with this. Press the right button. Uh, um, this is a prayer, do not bring us into temptation but deliver us from evil. It's a prayer uh, that God may be answering many, many times over for you during the day and during the night and you may never ever know about it. So this is an interesting prayer, I've thought. We pray, deliver me from evil, Lord. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from the evil one. Lord, protect me. Lord, keep me. Don't let me be enticed away into sin. Guard me when the life trials of life come and I'm tempted to walk away. I'm tempted to have a hardened heart towards it. God may well be answering that prayer in protecting you many, 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 many times over during the day and the night. And even now in this room, he might be protecting you from your mind wandering off to something else. Well, what are we going to have for lunch? Will I have a pie today or will I have a sandwich? You're like, he's protect he may answer this prayer many, many, many times over. And we never know about it. But God is faithful. God is faithful. He will not allow us to be tempted beyond that which we can bear. So when we pray, Lord, deliver us from evil, when we pray, Lord, keep us in the time of trial and temptation, and he answers that prayer, well, we should give him thanks. The thing is, we may never see the answers to prayer that he gives us in this instance. He may have protected you from ruining your life by doing something that you know is wrong. And he may, have, he may have shielded you from that and you didn't know. But we can give him thanks because God is faithful. We can give him thanks because, well, he will answer this prayer if we pray it. It ought not surprise us. There may be situations that would have shattered your life and maybe there are situations that have shattered your life but it could have been worse if we hadn't have asked our Heavenly Father to protect and shield us. And we know from these verses, from one, this verse from 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that he has not allowed us to be, or will not allow us to be tempted beyond uh, that which we can bear. So we ask for his help and we can thank him for it. 
But although we ask for the Lord's help and although we, re- we must rely on his deliverance, there's also some practical things that we need to consider uh, as we look at this prayer. And that's how I want to end our time together. Firstly, we need to be aware. We need to be aware of Satan's tactics, how he operates. He is a liar and a deceiver. That's Satan. And he will try everything he can to take us who call God Father back into his kingdom, to cause us to distrust God, to cause us to be hardened against God, to cause us to be enticed away from God. He is trying all of the time. He may try it through, oh, this is a bit of adult fun. You can do this. You can deserve this. Coming to you as he did in the Garden of Eden, you know, doubting God's word. God didn't say, doubting God's judgment. You will not die. Doubting God's goodness. Oh, God doesn't. He, he knows if you eat of this tree, you'll be like him. He doesn't want you to be like him. So he's caused them to doubt God's goodness. Satan will come to us all of these lies. He is the liar and the father of lies. And someone has said that the power we give Satan is the power we give him when we believe his lies. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Because God is there to protect us and aid us. But when we start believing the lies of the enemy and his deceit, then we're walking a a, a dangerous path, a path away from our Heavenly Father. He'll come to us like, you know, it's okay to do this. You're an adult now. Two consenting adults. It's okay. You deserve it. Why not? Everyone else is doing it. I mean, a whole plethora of lies that comes our way. But if we are children of our Heavenly Father seeking His kingdom and His will and asking for His provision in all things, including the forgiveness of our sins, why we will be wanting to say no to all of that and hold on to the one who has loved us supremely, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father. The temptation may come from Satan himself with all of these lies. The temptation may come from others, peers, friends who say let's go and do this let's go and do that and the book of proverbs among many other books will say if sinners entice you turn your back upon them do not go with them and temptation may come of course from within from within our own selves our own flesh (laughs) it's it's never too far from the surface there are so many things And we don't have time to unpack all of this in a practical way. Money, power, influence, acclaim, sex, luxury, security, houses, renovations, a new car, more toys. They're just a few things off the top of my head flesh easy to bubble up from within that's where the temptation may come satan the world peers the flesh so we need to be aware of satan's tactics Uh, we're not living above the clouds as christians with nothing affecting or influencing us No, we struggle with sin. We'll struggle with temptation. I do. 
and I'm sure you do too. We need the Lord's help, so we continue to pray. Secondly, be aware of Satan's tactics. Secondly, be strong. This is not another sermon, although it probably feels like it is. But anyway, my second point in this unpacking of what we can do, be strong. Be strong. Let's read these verses from Ephesians chapter 6. This is part of the armour of God, which we looked at. If it wasn't earlier this year, it was last year. It's all blurred into... Since COVID hit, we've, we've looked at this. Okay. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all God's armour so that you may be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Okay, there's a great prayer. Stand firm, be strong, putting all on the armour of God that God supplies. That's what Paul writes in Ephesians. He supplies. It's, it's taking on Jesus in all that Jesus is and all that Christ has done for us. Salvation, the truth, the righteousness of life that Jesus gives us, the good news that we have in Jesus, the word that we have in Christ. Stand firm in him. Don't fall for the de devil's lies. So be aware of his tactics. Be strong in Christ. Be self-controlled and alert. Be self-controlled and alert. Let's read these verses from one this verse from 1 Peter 5, 8. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So we are needing to be self-controlled and alert. We're in a battle. We're in a battleground, not a playground as God's people. We need to be aware of that. So be aware, to be alert of Satan's uh, tactics. The lion, which is, uh, uh, which is what Peter mentions here, will often pick out the weak and the vulnerable. And so will Satan. So be alert to him. Don't think that we can flirt with evil and get away with it. Don't think, oh, that, that's okay. God won't mind a bit of this. Don't flirt with it. Be alert and be self-controlled. The, de the devil uh, is around. And we will need to be self-controlled and alert because, and understanding what's going on because our world is running in a different direction to what we are as God's people. And, and the fourth thing here is to resist the devil. And let's read these, this verse from James chapter 4, verse 7. Let's read it together. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Don't give the devil a foothold. Don't feed the temptation. Now this is what we need to understand what we all need to understand and remember. That temptation, when comes our way, if we feed it, what happens when you feed something? It grows. Okay? You cut off the food supply, it starts to shrivel, and eventually it will die. Uh, I'm, I'm a bush care coordinator for, for Parramatta City Council. Yesterday I was out probably three hours in the, out in the bush working. Um, and uh, 
you know, you know a lot, I know a fair bit about what helps things to grow. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. But there was uh, one thing that I had to do. I drilled a hole into some uh, privet that I'm allowed to do. I have a licence to kill from Parramatta Council. Thank you. Uh, don't have to report me. And, um, and uh, gave it a bit of a drink of uh, some substance that the council has given me. Now, I've, I'm cut it, hopefully, hopefully, although probably it'll grow five more, but uh, hopefully it'll, it'll be gone. Okay, now we feed something, you give it some, some food, it, it's going to grow. We know that with babies, we know that with ourselves, only too well, I know that as a look down. Feed it, it'll grow. Temptation. Give into it, feed it, nurture it, nourish it, it's going to grow. Next time, you're going to need a bit more to feed it, to get the same kick, to get the same buzz. We know, we know this from the scriptures because uh, James uh, writes that uh, when we give into temptation, we're enticed and dragged away by our own evil desire. That's what we read earlier. Then, after that desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and, after, and sin, when it is fully grown, it gives birth to death. So the Bible understands uh, what we now call neuroplasticity in our brains to say, if you feed temptation... If you feed, for example, pornography, you're going to have to get more pornography to get a bigger hit next time. The, everyone knows this now. Not even, even atheist people that work in this field will say, yeah, that's just the way the brain is. That is the way the brain is. And, and the scriptures tell us this. And so we do need to be aware of Satan's lies and, and, and so on. And we need to be careful that we don't feed the temptation because the more we feed it, the hungrier we will be for it next time. And fifthly here, sharing our struggles. Um, let's read this from Ecclesiastes. Two people are better off than one. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Now, there are many verses that I could have put up, but I've put up Ecclesiastes 4. We need each other as God's people. Now, I want to be careful here. I don't want everyone blabbing their own problems and temptations to everyone. No, I'm not suggesting that. But I'm suggesting if you're struggling with something, find a Christian friend whom you can trust, who you have a solid relationship with, and share with them so that they can help you, maybe pray with you, keep you accountable if that's, if that's a necessary thing. And ask how you're going with that. Uh, firstly, I want to say we need to talk to the Lord. We're going to get to that back in a sec. But maybe sharing our struggles might be a helpful thing to also consider. And, and uh, we come also to Christ and look to Jesus. We look to him because he has suffered and he has been tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin. Let's read this uh, from this verse from Hebrews chapter 2. Because Jesus himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Okay, so the Lord Jesus Christ has suffered everything that we have endured and more and more and more. And he suffered temptation as well. He understands our every weakness, as the old hymn says. So we can take it to the Lord in prayer. Jesus knows he understands. He understands our weaknesses. That's a great comfort to know, that we can come to him and we can look to him. 
He faced temptations, yet without sin. He perfectly obeyed his heavenly Father. And we can come to him. He understands. And when we come to Jesus and seek his forgiveness as we looked at last week, he gives us his righteous life so that whatever temptation you may be going through and whatever struggle you may have been having and are having, whatever sin you may have fallen into, we've got to remember that it is Christ and his righteousness and his righteous life that he gives us. Praise God that, that he doesn't look upon us as our, and treat us as our sins deserve. But in Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are righteous. So we must look to him. This is not a talk about pull your socks up. You can do better. This is not a talk about, you know, you can, you can do better in this life. Now, this is a talk about we need to come to the Lord Jesus and seek his protection in living for him. Because evil is there and Satan is real and judgment is coming and we need his help and it's there. And so we come back to the prayer. Prayer. Asking the Lord, our Heavenly Father, to protect us and to shield us, to hold us and to keep us. Ask the Saviour to help you, comfort, strengthen and keep you. He is willing to aid you. He will carry you through. Another very old hymn, once again showing my age. Pray, come to the Saviour. He is willing to aid you. He is willing to help you. He is willing to carry you through. And so we pray. Have you failed him? Yes, we all have. Do we struggle with temptations? Yes, we all do. So we come to him and seek his forgiveness and trust his gracious righteousness and ask for his help that we would be protected, that we would be led in his ways, ways that please him. Lord, teach us to pray. And so we are going to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. And uh, I'll uh, look after it. Let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.